Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful Tuesday morning. Trust everybody had a good night's rest and ready to start the day running. It's supposed to be a beautiful day today, 80 degree weather. And uh, it's the kind of weather I wish we could have year round. It's not too hot or too cold. And uh, so we all get out there and enjoy a little bit. Uh, see what we got watching this morning. Got Miss Jennifer Honeycutt, Amy Oaks Turner, Tracy Little, Karen Smith. And uh, that's all the names I can see right now. So appreciate all you wonderful people getting up and tuning in and joining me for this morning's devotions and trying to get our day started off in the right direction. So let's go ahead and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the, to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all sorry about that i got a little tongue-tied there at the beginning <laughs> i apologize uh good morning darlene she's to be praying uh, i hate the way facebook is doing this now i uh, pray for her daughter tiffany that's kidney stones most definitely miss darlene and uh, nicole uh campbell barnett good morning as well so uh yeah sorry i got tongue-tied there doing the pledge uh yeah i tell you what we really need to be praying for this country it's absolutely insane uh i don't they're they're doing everything they can to put us in to make us a socialist uh state uh, uh they're wanting to pass another trillions of dollars i mean you know there's just there's no way we can ever pay this back i mean there's no way that we can uh the amount of money is just you know it's going to collapse. See, there has to be a gold standard. There has to be something to give our our money value. You can't just print money off, and and, and think you know it's no different than having a, a piece of paper. You know, it's it's it, it means nothing. And that's what they're that's what they're getting to the point to where there's nothing to back that up. And so our currency is not going to be worth diddly squat. And it's going to get to the point where we're going to have to have a barrel full of money just buy a loaf of bread. I mean, that's where we're headed. And that's what they want, you know, so they can have power and, and the little peons can uh, work beneath them like slaves and do what they want. And that's exactly where we're headed. And I don't think it's any surprise that we're seeing thousands of thousands of, uh, whether it's Haitians or, or illegal immigrants or, or I mean, uh, uh, Mexicans or whatever, Venezuela, whatever it is, is coming across this border here, terrorists alike, uh, that they're wearing Harris Biden shirts. I don't think that's any coincidence at all. They want to collapse our infrastructure. They want to collapse the system. And uh, guys and gals, I'm telling you what, uh, Dad and I was talking the other day, you know, what's it going to take before people start rising up and pushing back? I'm beginning to wonder if anybody's going to have the, the gusto to do anything. Uh, it is, uh, uh, you know, uh, you, you Growing up and looking at history, you always wondered why the Jews were so compliant, why they were able to get onto the cattle cars, and you know, and and there was no hardly any to no resistance. Then you see what's going on today, and there's hardly to no resistance. Everything the government throws out there, people take and do, and uh, and there's some complaining, and uh, that's about it. You know, it is. Uh, uh, so you kind of understand now where they're at and i like i said i don't uh, care if you wear a mask i don't care if you get the shot do you get it fine if you don't fine i don't i look at you no different one way or the other i get tired of the condescending attitudes in regards to both on each side of the aisle but don't tell me i have to do something and because that's one good way 
to get me to do the opposite say you have to do this and that's one reason why i've had a lot of jobs in my life before coming a minister you know i work for somebody all day long and say hey would you care to get this for me would you care to do that if somebody gets my face says you will do this and you'll get out there and that's when i will give them the california howdy and walk out the door so you know i guess it's just the redneck rebellious spirit that resides within me that i don't like to be told what to do and uh, you know it is uh, uh, our nation is sick and it is dying and I'm telling you it may uh, it, people won't have to start rising up pushing back against this but what amazes me is the amount of people who complain and are upset about it but they'll still keep voting the same idiots back into office that's what I don't get I just it blows my mind these liberal lunatics and to hear their that's why I get so upset about all these people moving into our area from California or New York. I've seen more uh, plates from New Jersey and Ohio. You shake a stick at here lately. They don't care to. Uh, you know, they they're, they want to escape what they're where they're miserable at, but yet they'll come here and still keep voting uh, Democrat. I just I don't get it. That's what worries me. They're gonna flip this blue uh, this uh, red state to blue, and that's what worries me. And I tell you what, they can't drive what the heck either. So <laughs> anyway. I digress. Uh, let us uh, look at our verse this morning. Uh, Psalm chapter 10, verse 4. Psalm 10, 4 says, In his pride the wicked man does not seek him, and all his thoughts there is no room for God. At the heart of uh, what we're seeing here in uh, chapter 10, verse 4, um, I'm going to go ahead and read this again because um, it left out one little part of this verse that I think is important. Uh, of course, I'm reading from English Standard Version. But it says, In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. So I, uh, I like it a little better than how it's worded in, uh, in this verse. I'm not sure what version this is. It didn't say what I brought up when I took the screenshot of that slide. But, uh, you know, that's that's the heart of Orlando this morning is the, the prideful man who wants to say that there is no God, whether he is so prideful. And the point is that uh, what I'm saying is more or less that he, he's snubbing his nose up. He's curling up his nose and saying there is no God. We've, we, you know, I'm sure you all have dealt with individuals like that. I know I have throughout life uh, that just, you know, are angry and, and, and adamant and, and uh, cursing God and shaking their fist at God that there is no God. And, and uh, there's a lot of scenarios as to why they feel that way. One, maybe they think that their intellect is so superior that they uh, cannot uh, substantiate that there is a God. You know, another worse than uh, idiots out there who, uh, uh, who think they know everything, you know, because it's uh, frustrating and aggravating to those of us who do. <laughs> I'm joking. But... Uh, you know, it is, uh, I can't stand people are know-it-alls. It just, it gets on my nerves so bad, man. You know, just, uh, they're, they think they're just so pseudo-intellectual and and uh, just have such superior knowledge. Well, yeah, there's people out there a whole lot smarter than I am. I ain't going to deny that. Uh, it is, uh, uh, but it just, it's that facade, that, that pseudo-intellectualism that we see. So, you know, maybe they think they're, they're, they're superior in their thought. Or maybe it is that they're uh, raised that way. You know, believe it or not, there are people literally raised in an atheistic home that there is no God. It's hard to, uh, to comprehend or imagine, particularly those of us who live in the Bible Belt, to uh, to, to 
even comprehend that you know that uh, that there's people out there who uh who were raised like that or you may have those out there who are mad at god you know they prayed uh, that somebody would be healed or somebody wouldn't die and uh, the the prayer uh that was not answered anyway it'll be something to that level it may be something like uh god if you exist don't let me get this uh ticket when this cops pull me over and they get the ticket and they say oh well then there's no god and they, they you know it, it's it's insanity you know i have dealt with atheists you know particularly when facebook was pretty new uh you know that's when i was uh, the youth pastor and uh uh, trying to get to know then you know you could talk to people really from all around the world where they started having all these different restrictions and you know and things have changed dramatically since then but uh there was uh, then you could talk about everybody and anybody and uh, i had this one guy i can't remember his name now what was it? i don't want to say jared i can't remember anyway he was an atheist he was out of florida for some reason he was obsessed with coming on my facebook and just wanting to just run his mouth you know and I thought I would try to to talk to him rationally, and uh, and I know so not just him, but other atheists I've dealt with as well. Uh, they would give the facade of interest uh, and to draw you in, like uh, they are listening to what you're saying as a Christian, and then turn and flip the script and and uh, come right back at you. It amazes me though those who do not believe in God their knowledge of scripture it is a little weird uh you know just they, how they will they say how they try to make fun of god's word and it's not inspired it's just written by men and uh but they can turn around and quote scripture right back at you to try to make their case i'm thinking well if you don't believe that god's word is real then why are you using scripture and so it gets frustrating when you talk to somebody who does not believe that uh, god exists but to me that's just pure blatant and total stupidity and ignorance that's all it boils down to you know an agnostic at least they acknowledge there's a higher power at least for somebody like that there's hope that uh, you can actually get through to them that god is real that god exists but for a, a sorry there's just no way around it you have to be an idiot to say that there is no god i mean there's just you have i mean there's no way you can look at creation that you can look at the heavens, even the heavens declare his glory, and to sit there and say that there is not a creator. That blows my mind. Uh, of course, they come out now, and, and you know, when you try to use the um, uh, the illustration of uh, the pocket watch found in the field, you realize that, you know, when you open it up, it may say Timex, Maiden, well, probably says made in Taiwan now, but you know, before everybody said made in New York City or something. So you knew there had to be somebody to create it, manufacture it. They just didn't evolve over a thousand years. Well now they try to argue against that. And of course there's the law of thermodynamics. The things wind down. They don't wind up. But again, they try to come back and say that there's fallacy in that thinking. But to believe that there's something evolved out of nothing is just you they want to accuse us of believing in a fairy tale what a fairy tale that is to believe that something came from nothing. I mean, it, it's just, it, how, to me, again, it goes back to that book. If you all ever get a chance to read it, it's a very good read. It's called, it's called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist by Frank Turek. And it's a great, uh, great book. In fact, uh, he's even, he's got uh, a video series out there on it. I've shown at the church before. Great book. It does. It takes more faith to believe that there is no God and that something created out of nothing than to believe that God exists and he brought everything into, you know, to everything we have, God created. 
and again it goes back to you know what i referenced before is that even in the millennial reign a thousand year reign that god will have his glory be present here on this earth and satan bowed up in hell and people will still refuse to believe so it doesn't matter if i you know they want undeniable proof that god exists well give me undeniable proof that he don't you know when you throw that back at them oh now you can't you tell me you tell you know they get mad then they really get angry i know i've done it in fact i've done stuff just to tick them off you know because i'm that's just how i'm wired but anyway um you know we we don't have just blind faith uh you know as we're as john references but we have faith to know that God exists and the fact that we can, when we come to know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, our eyes are open, things are revealed, we understand these things and know these things. Again, creation. But there are different areas that we can look at to prove the existence of God. There's what's known as the cosmological argument, uh, that um, uh, the cause and effect, that God had to, that a creator, something had to, uh, to put these things into motion, to make things to to start uh to work and people want to say oh the big bang no god said bang and there it was you know some people believe in theistic evolution no god did not you know because they want to say well if a thousand years a day days a thousand years no that's not uh, is a literal six day 24 hour creation so the the idea of theistic evolution is bogus because of the way the hebrew is written the yoda we know that that reference is a literal 24-hour day so that's that's bogus so we have the the cosmological argument we have the teleological argument which is, talks about the structure of the universe and how it's made and how it's created the configurations of things how the how the sun is is literally at the exact distance any further it'd be burned up any further away we'd freeze to death the way everything is put together we have the moral argument in regards to ethics. You know, that's one thing that uh, our uh, Constitution, uh, even though we do not live in a, uh, uh, a um, what do you call it, a, my mind just went blank on me, a, uh, I want to say theonomy, a, um, anyway, we don't have one religion, my mind just went blank on me, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it wasn't based on the Bible per se, but it was more based on the moral law. In other words, Everybody has a general idea that murder is wrong, stealing is wrong. We, you know, we have that moral uh, understanding that's universal around the world. Well, how do we know what is evil? How do we know what is wrong? How do we? Where does that come from? There has to be some standard somewhere for us to understand what is what is wrong and and what is right, and that goes back to the moral argument of God. You know, when you have an atheistic worldview then human life has no meaning, has no value. That's why they don't have a problem with abortion, killing an unborn child. It amazes me, individuals that I know. I've, there's, an, there's been individuals who, uh, that was brought up in my youth class and went to our church who believe in abortion. I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand. I cannot comprehend how you could justify killing a child of course they always want to throw in rape or or incest and um, in the instance of rape i'm not making a lot of those those are horrible disgusting deplorable situations by no stretch of the imagination and if any uh, woman has experienced that they need to get good christian counseling and and deal with those those issues in fact majority of uh my counseling uh the uh, i'd say well over 90 percent of every woman I've, I've ever counseled have been molested or or, or touched inappropriately sometimes sad it's, it's awful it's heartbreaking so i'm not making light of that but particularly in rape uh the chances of uh of pregnancy is less than one percent because the body rejects uh 
uh, the sperm that uh, is put in there. And so it's, it's, but even in the likely case, I'm sure you all have seen the videos of, of, of children who were a product of rape and said, thank you for not aborting me. You know, uh, it is, uh, you know, we cannot devalue their life because of a tragic inst you know, situation. There's still a human being uh, in there. And um, um, I was going to tell you something else, but I just went blank on me. Oh, and that's why I don't have a problem with euthanasia. You know, that's why if uh, somebody gets too old to take care of, well, that's a drain on society. Hey, let's uh, let's get rid of them. That's why uh, Hitler had, uh, what's it called, the Sunshine uh, uh, Group or whatever. It was called um, uh, Sunshine something. Anyway, what they were doing is they were rounding up those with mental disabilities, those with uh, Down syndrome or autism, whatever it may be, uh, and was rounding them up and was killing them, you know, because and that's what doctors tell uh, women even today, if they have, a, if they're pregnant and it's determined this child uh, may uh, have some, uh, uh, may be of special needs, and uh, they encourage them to abort that child. Even today, it's it's sickening because we cannot put a value on life. And I've worked extensively uh, with those with special needs uh, in not only the Donna Hope but other agencies like it. I've worked in the school system. And if I wasn't a pastor, that's what I would be doing because uh, it is beyond rewarding. And the things that they can do and accomplish, the love that they have is beyond anything that most people could ever possibly imagine. You know, it's, it's amazing when you, you know, if you try to imagine yourself through the eyes of some of these wonderful individuals. And, um, you know, you may look at, uh, well, I got this little fidget spinner here. I, I, I monkey with what I'm talking. You know, we look at it and we say, well, it's just a fidget spinner. But when they look at something, they look at it with awe and wonder and just, you know, they, they, it's almost magical, you know, and almost to the point that it kind of makes you almost a little envious of what they may see and how they uh, perceive and view things in this world. So to devalue them because they don't, so society doesn't deem them as normal, then, uh, you know, it's disgusting. Hey, I am far from normal. Anybody who knows me knows that. <laughs> I, am, I am beyond that. But um, so that's what we get at. Uh, and when God is removed uh, from society and culture, guess what? You're looking at it right now. You see the, the disgusting perversion uh, of uh, sexuality that we're seeing, the devaluing of human life, uh, the uh, disrespect, uh, the, you know, it just goes on and on and on. The, the, the lies and hedonism, it goes on and on because of the lack of God. And uh, uh, without the, with the absence of light, darkness will prevail. So, you know, uh, a fool and it says in his heart, there is no God. All we can do is try to, you know, if you're dealing with somebody who doesn't believe, you may have family members who don't believe. And it's very, very hard and difficult to talk to somebody who doesn't, you know, particularly as a family member, particularly they know your past, but they want to throw that back at you. All we can do, whether it's a family member, friend, co-worker, whatever, uh, all we can do is try to plant the seed, try to show them Jesus. If they reject it, let it go. Man, you can't force somebody to believe. Remember, it's the Holy Spirit that touches the heart and mind, opens the eyes. That's the only way anybody can believe. You cannot make somebody believe. You can't take the family Bible, smack them over the head as bad as you'd like to, and make them believe. All you can do is try to plant the seed, and then at that point, you back off, pray for them, and that's all you can do. You know, shake the dust off your feet and go on. That's all any of us can do. But I see a lot of Christians on there who uh, want to keep arguing, arguing with these people. Hey, 
Argue not with the fool, lest you become like himself, as God's word says. And um, you know, so we, you know, a lot of people, you know, that's why it's important that we study. That's why I encourage you to read the book. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. We need to have a better uh, argument uh, when debating these individuals because we have such circular reasoning and straw man arguments out there. And the fact that you know, when I say circular reasoning, the fact that you know, you'll say, well, why do you believe it? Because the Bible says that. Why does the Bible say that? Well, because I believe it. You know, you're not, you're not producing. Uh, answers and of course today they, they want the red herring arguments and things to get you sidetracked and to keep you off focus so that's why we need to study to show ourselves approved that's why we need to know these very things that I've discussed this morning and understand that's why we need to read we need to study so that we can have valid arguments because if you can have a valid argument then that forces them to think and if they can't get on their phone and go to Google to for their defense then they are defenseless <laughs> so you know that's why we need to really study and work hard and try to reach the lost in this world World. But again, put you, all you can do is try to plant that seed, try to talk to them, and then let it go. Just let it go. And they'll come back at you. They'll keep coming back at you because they want to antagonize you. They want to make you mad. They want you to lose your temper. So they can say, aha, see, there's that Christian there, you know. And um, don't give in to it. Just let it go. That's why, you know, sometimes if I say stuff on a, like under a local news post and where they're bashing Christians, I may say something and then I remove the notification because I don't care what they have to say. You know, I, I'll make my point. They can do with that what they will. Now, sometimes I do go back, but if you notice, I use memes to go back at them because the more I use memes, the more angry they get. And it tears them apart because they're trying to make me mad. But I, I'm going right back at them. In fact, I had a woman get so angry at me. <laughs> I get put these memes, you know, just poking fun at her, that she contacted my dad. And dad's like, what's going on? I'm tired of stupid Facebook stuff. And so, because she got that mad. But, you know, uh, I, I just turned the tables on them, and they can't handle it. The little snowflakes can't handle it, you know. They they want to feel like they're superior. When they And uh, when you go back at them, they, uh, they start crying and melting and can't take it anymore. And then they call your daddy, so... <laughs> well, let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for all your rich and wonderful blessings. Lord, help us uh, to stand true and strong in a world of darkness. Let us be that light. Uh, Lord, let us be unwavering in your word. Help us, Lord Jesus, to get through to the lost. And Lord, I pray that your word be revealed and touch the hearts and minds of those around us. Lord, is anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I do pray for the family of Wendy Lee as they uh, have the celebration of life for her this evening. And Lord, I pray that you will comfort them and help them during this difficult time. Lord, I pray continue prayers for Evelyn Smith that you bring healing upon her. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you be with uh, Kim Penix and Ginger Hood and uh, Lord, so many in the church uh, that are dealing with loss, Linda Feathers, the loss of her brother, and and uh, those, uh, Doug and Angie, dealing with COVID, as well as my uncle and uh, my friend Jason. I want you to bring healing upon them. And Lord, I pray to be all those watching and listening this morning, and uh, your lead, God, will truly protect them, keep them safe. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be on this earth. But for those who are saved, we get to live eternally in heaven. Well, you all have a blessed day. Thanks for watching.